0: Good morning. Hope everyone is well. Today we're learning Maseches Ksuvistav Lamed Aleph, and we're stop, starting at the top line. We'll be learning today until the two dots, five lines from the bottom on Lamed Aleph and Base. The Gemara opens on the top of Lamed Aleph with a statement of Rav Gufa. We had previously learned yesterday, we saw this quoted Amar Rav Chizda. Rav taught us the following, that if a person stole, the chilev of his friend, and then he subsequently ate them, he agrees that he'd be chayev for both activities. One for the grand avera for eating chilev, which is a major iser, and the other for the tashlumen, which is a lesser iser. He'd be on both. Why? Because the only time we employ the rule of Kamle is when there is a simultaneous moment in which both things were uh, were enacted. However, here, mm-hmm. but here, the gneva was triggered before the achilas. Chaylev was was triggered. Fine, that's the sheet of Rav Chizda. Says the Gemara, Lema. perhaps we should be able to say that de Rav Avin. Maybe Rabbi Avin doesn't agree with this principle. Why would we say that that's a possibility? Because the Gemara says as follows, Dom Avin, arba arba. If a person takes a spear or an arrow and throws it or shoots it, and they do so, more And the arrow shoots more than four Amos, which is a violation of the isra of Hotza on Shabbos. And while in the air, it also then tears a garment while it's flying. So the arrow pierces someone's clothing, not that they're wearing it. It's hanging on a laundry line. These two things are viewed as, uh, as separate activities. Shakira sorry, they're viewed as uh, singular activities. They're viewed as happening in the same exact moment, that when the person pulled back the bow and arrow and they launched it, the second they let it go, that was an Akira, the Hanukah is an automatic result, gravity, just the way things are. And therefore, the action of the violation of Shabbos and the action of ruining someone's garment happened in the same moment. So maybe we should say, and maybe Rav Avin doesn't agree with Rav Chizda, was of the opinion that the taking of the chilev and the eating of the chilev, the Gneva and the achila, were sequential and not simultaneous. Maybe Rav Avin would argue that it's really just the beginning of the end when we pick up the chilev. So therefore, hachanami, maybe when I grab the food from my friend the chaylev, I grab it from his property. That the grabbing from the property really is the beginning of the achilah. Says the gemara. Not a good argument. Ten lines down. Lamad aleph, amad aleph. Can't be hachihashta. How can you say such a thing? How can you compare the case of the chaylev to the case of the arrow flying through the air? Hasam over there by the arrow, below There's no such thing as the arrow coming to rest without having done the akira in the first place of launching it there it's two sides of the same coin you cannot separate those those activities but hacha, in regards to the case when I'm stealing chela from someone below I'm able to eat it without picking it up boy I could literally fold myself over and eat from the plate it's not polite but it's uh it's doable so there it's not necessarily the case that I have to first steal the item and therefore maybe this case is not comparable to our case of uh, of the arrow. Rav Ovin's case, of the arrow. Inami, another reason as to why this comparison is not a good comparison, the comparison between our case of stealing chalev and then eating it, and then launching an arrow on Shabbos Bershut Sarabim and ruining clothes all, along the way, because inami i bo'i ahadure lo mati Once you launch the arrow, there's no way to retract the arrow. That's not possible. But hacha mati But in our case, when a person... In our case, when a person is hacha, uh, uh, but in our case, it is matzi mahadrali, the one is able to retract. Let's say that I steal something. So if I steal something, then matzi mahadrali, then I can always put it back. It's not an automatic result that if I steal something, it will therefore uh, be eaten. So, therefore, no comparison. What is the difference between these two leshonos, these two differences between the cases of the chilev and the case of the arrow? So, Ika says the Gemara just about halfway down. Ika hamavir sakin birshus harabim v'kora Rein Bhalichaso. Let's say that a person is carrying a knife, and as they're carrying a knife in a rishus harabim, if they walked out then they violated hotza. And if while they're carrying that knife, it cuts some clothing on a laundry line, then... Uh, then they've then they've ruined that piece of clothing too. So how does this show as a distinction between the two cases? Here you're already walking with the knife. There's a there's a only you have you have to stop at some point, but you've already started walking. The hanocha is automatic to the akira. So according to the language that there's a difference between the case of the chaylev and the Case of the arrow, in that uh, you're not able to to go back. That's not necessarily true. I can always turn around with the knife that I'm carrying while I'm walking and put it back. So in short, the Gemara tried to show that Rabbi Avin was a major distinction and divergent, a divergent opinion from Rabbi Nuchunya ben Akana. The Gemara doesn't seem to think that it's really comparable. You can't compare the case of shooting an arrow, which then damages clothing, to the case of stealing chilev, which you will then later eat. One is not necessarily related to the other. Okay. <laughs> And on that note, the Gemara continues with a famous Shah Sugya. I remember learning this. I remember where I was standing learning parts of this Sugya in, in Yeshiva in Shalvim 23 years ago, a long time ago. I remember where I was. It's a, a very good Shah Sugya. Uh, it speaks about uh, different types of Kinyanim and its interface with Kamle Bidurab Says the Gemara halfway down on Lamed Aleph, Lamed Aleph, Gufa. Avin. We just spoke about this case, but we're going to analyze it now from a different angle. Hazorik chayt mitchilas arba lasof. Arba person shoots an arrow birushusha. Rabim stand it at uh, at ground zero, and they shoot four amos. That's how far the arrow goes, at least that long. And in the in while the arrow is in the air, it pierces some clothing on a laundry line and ruins them. is That's the case of kamle You did one action which led to two isurim. So we only give the greater punishment. Pater says the gemara, you're going to be poter on the lesser crime of the tashlum and of having damaged clothing. Because when you did the akira, when you shot the arrow. The hanacha was automatic, and in between the Akira and the Hanaka, you pierce to the clothing with your arrow. However, says the Gemara, If that's true, then we need to understand this following Brysa. This Brysa has its roots in Maseches Baba Basra, and quoted here as well. Hagonev Let's say that a person steals a purse of money on Shabbos. The halacha is chayev. He does two things wrong. He steals it and he did it on Shabbos. So first the stealing is geneva. Mm -hmm. And then as well on Shabbos to transfer it from one... What? That's what we're discussing. Exactly right. So if you steal something on Shabbos and you also change Rishuyos on Shabbos, so you have geneva and you have uh, hotza. So it says the Gemara, chayev, we view them not being simultaneously and that's not Kamle B'dirav And you're chayav on both. Why? Because while I was in the house, I picked up your purse. I made a Kenyan on that purse of money. And that's G'neva. And then 30 seconds later, I walked out of the house from Roshul Sayachid to Roshul That That's my Yasr Shabbos. So therefore, you're chayav on both. Because Kamle B'dirav only applies when the act is simultaneous. This is not a simultaneous act. However, says the Gemara in the second part of this brysa, let's say that I never picked up the purse. I'm dragging it. I tied a string around it and I'm pulling it like a puppy. Well, you don't pull puppies. Puppies walk, but you get the point. <laughs> Something that you drag with a rope. So you're taking the rope and the purse is on the other end and you're dragging it. I never picked it up. There, what happens? The moment that I cross the threshold of the door of your house into the Rishus Haravim, two things happen. At the same moment, you violated Hilchel Shabbos, Uzzah, and you stole. There, says the Bryce of Pater, because that's when we employ the rules of Kamle B'dirab Mine. I did two things at once. While I'm dragging the purse across the floor, in such a case, I didn't yet break Shabbos because that's not a Kenyan. In order to make a Kenyan on something, we have to follow the rules. For example, Hagbo. When you make a Kenyan on something, you do a Kenyan Hagbo, you raise it up, you pick it up, you do something. Here, the person never left the floor. I tied a string around it, and I'm just dragging, I'm holding the string up here, and I'm just dragging it. the bags on the floor. I didn't make a Kenyan yet. So when the bag crosses the threshold of the house, then I violate two things. I violate hutzah by going from a rishus to a rishus harabim, which we're going to discuss on the amud base, and as well at that moment that it crosses the threshold, the same moment I've also stolen. So there we say puter sharei iser shabbos vigneva boyn Kechad. Very good. That's the brisa. What's the problem with this brisa? Says the Gemara. The amay and Rashi tells us that we're going on the ratio of the Gemara. Why would you be chayiv in the ratio? What's the problem with that? Maybe I should argue in the Resha that when I picked up the purse, in case one, I picked up the purse, case two, I dragged it. In case one, when I pick up the purse to steal the money, maybe I should argue that it's Hagba that I'm picking it up so that I can leave your house. It's two parts of one action. You're right, they're not simultaneous, but we view them in their sequence of one to the next we view them as as one entity. That's how we look at it. So it says the Gemara, maybe we should say that it's says the Gemara, and what are we dealing with over here? Really, when I went into your house to pick up the purse, I wasn't planning on taking it out of your house. I picked up the purse. I was going to hide it in the cushions so that you couldn't find it. And then after Shabbos, I would come get it. So it's and I changed my mind. So what's the flow of events? So let's say that I wanted to steal your keys. So I go into your house. I'm looking around. No one's looking. My first step, I pick up your keys. That's my hagba. Not for the sake of hotza. I just want to hide it. So you don't know. I'm going to put them inside. You don't know where they are now. So I've stolen them. I picked it up. I did a Kenyan hagba, but I specifically did not intend to leave the house. Remember, by Shabbos, we have a principle called maleches machsheves, that we need to do our activities if you're going to violate jobs, you got to do it right. You've got, you got to have the right intentions. So here, when I picked up the keys, it wasn't to leave the house. So it says the Gemara, maybe that's our case. Maybe five, six lines from the bottom. Maybe it's... And then I picked it up for the sake of hiding it. And then I'm like, you know what? Instead of hiding it, I'm going to steal your car right now. I changed my mind. And then I left. Oh, so maybe that's why in the ratio we're going to be Chayev. Because... I changed my mind after the hagbah. Initially, I did the hagbah for the sake of hiding it. But then I changed my mind. Says so the Gemara, that's not Malachas Machsheves. Would you in fact be chayev in such a case? Absolutely not. If I pick up something to move it from one side of my house to the other, I pick up a folding chair. And I said, you know what? Lunch is over. I'm going to take the folding chair, Shabbos. I'm going to walk downstairs. But before I do that, I changed my mind. You know what? I'm not going to put it away. I'm going to bring it outside. Your putter in that case. That's not an Isr Doraisa. It's an Isr you Your putter. Why? Three lines from the bottom. Shalo, Haysa, Akira, Mishab, Rishon Lakach. When you picked it up. Your Akira was not an Akira al-Tilcho The only time you violate Hotza is when your Akira was for the sake of violating this Hotza. But here you didn't do that. I picked up the chair to put it away in the storage room. But I then I changed my mind after I picked it up. So you can't say that the reason why we're in this Brisa, in the ratio of the Brisa, where I pick up your item first and then eat the Chelev later, you can't say that that's because my Akira was an unintentional Akira. That doesn't work. So it responds to the Gemara, we need to correct the language of the brysa. It wasn't that you picked it up to hide it. Ela al-manas, ela al-manas to take it out. And in fact, you would be skinan. What then would we be dealing with in that case if the language of the brysa was as is? Keshe-omad. That's when I make my akira. So I, I do an akira over here. right? I pick it up. I'm walking. That's my akira. But then I decide to stop. Ahmad. Asks the Gemara, why did you stop? If the reason why you stopped was to adjust the package, it's so heavy, you got to get a better grip. So you stop and you're like, ah, hold on, let me. That's that's not considered stopping. If the pause in your walking was simply to adjust the packages that you're holding, that's, that's normal Akira language. That's normal. That's a normal activity. And in fact, it's not even viewed halakhically as if you've stopped because you're your stopping is only so that you can carry better. That's normal, and you'd still be chayv on that. Ella, maybe, I'm not stopping to readjust the packaging. I'm stopping because I'm exhausted. So now when I stop, it's a very heavy package. Okay, so I take my keys. There are 1,000 pounds, 100 pounds. I'm walking. Oh, this is exhausting. I'm going to take a 30-second break. That is considered a real pause, and therefore your akira has now been interrupted. <coughs> and when you start walking again, it's a new Akira. So says the Gemara of Katef Mai, what then would have been the din if I only stopped in order to adjust the packaging, says the Gemara, I would have been putter. That would have been viewed as one singular activity, because my akira for the geneva, I only stopped to readjust, but my first akira is still in place, and then I went out. The Allah says it should be patr, top of lamed from the base. Says the Gemara, if what you're saying is that Lakatef versus lafush is the distinction to make in when you stopped walking, then the b'risa should have showed that distinction. Adatani, when the b'risa wrote in the seifah, hayamigare v'yotse migare, migare patr, it should have been niflogvenisnibidida. The brice should have shown the following distinction omed lafush. When would we say that your putter for dragging an item out of uh, out of the house? You're only going to be putter but Umid, uh, you're only going to be chayiv if you're Umid lafush. if you stopped in order to rest. If you only stopped in order to adjust packages, you should be pater. So, therefore, the Gemara says, Elohamani, who then is the author of our b'risa, who says that you are going to be chayev in the case of grabbing Khaleb and then only eating it late, uh, grabbing a purse. You did a hagba and then you ate it later. So, it says the Gemara, Elohamani ben Azaihi. Ben Azai has a wild sheetah. And that is that walking is a pause every step. He says, every time you take a step, it, it, it's as if you stopped. That, that every time your foot hits the floor, stop, new action. You take another step, it's a new action. It's another Akira. That's the Shita of Benazai. It says the Gemara. That's a great distinction. In fact, in Masechah Shabbos, we have this idea that if you have. An item that has, let's say, like a, we know like our modern day, you know, number two pencils are like an octagon or whatever, six sides. What is that? Septagon? What do they call it? Six hexagon. That's what they're called. So let's say you take a pencil and you roll it and it and it lands on its new face. That is considered, that's not considered rolling. Each step is a new thing. Each step, same thing by walking. That's how Ben Azai have used walking. So if you take a step, every step is a new action. So if that's true, says the of Zorik Mai. So let's say, let's say according to Ben Azai, who agrees that every step is a break in your action, but throwing your you get a good spiral on the ball. Fantastic. That's for sure gonna be considered. Uh, one activity. So then, if that's true, then Ben Azai should have showed the following distinction in our Mishnah. He would have said it's putter. And if that's true, then our Breyser should have had a different answer of Niflog B'Mahalach Zorik Putter. He would have said that if it's Mahalach, then because every step that you take is new, every Akira is new. Therefore, your Geneva and uh, and your uh, and your violation of Shabbos are at different times. So then, if that's true, says the Gemara, we have to give a better answer to explain the b'risa that we learned on the bottom of Lamadala Aleph. Aleph. What's that? We needed to teach the second case of the b'risa of Megar VeYosef. For the following reason, I might have thought that if I'm taking a, uh, if I'm dragging a string that is, if I'm, if I have a string that's holding on to the purse that I'm stealing, that that's not normal hotza. And we would not penalize someone for abnormal chutzah. For example, we know that uh, when a person carries on Shabbos, the Gemara Maseches Shabbos records this that you're that if one person carries, it's normal, and if two people carry, it's abnormal. So the Tzava and Eretz Yisrael they rely on these kulas that when well, because they're an army, it's different different world. So when they're for, they have to carry things, and it's really a place where they shouldn't be carrying. They have two people carry them. From people do at least because that way it's uh, you snuck under the radar of Hilchel Shabbos. Two people, it's not a normal way to carry. Here, too, it's not normal. Who carries things by dragging things? That's not normal. Pick it up. That's not normal. So maybe, Habamina, that you would say that dragging is an abnormal way to violate Kamash that it is considered a normal way to violate Shabbos. Ask the Gemara, Ubemai. Well, doesn't it depend on what you're dragging? If you're dragging something that's a thousand pounds, you can't pick up a thousand pounds, it's normal. Pushing and pulling is much better than picking up. You don't want to get a hernia when you're a thief. So it says the Gemara it's normal to carry things that are very heavy. And and if the thing weighs two pounds, why are you dragging it? Pick it up. That's not normal. And he that's a lav For sure, you'd be putter in such a case. So when we say that it's considered carrying by dragging, and it's still normal. It depends on what you're doing. What then are we dealing with in this case? Says the Gemara, we're dealing with something that's kind of in the middleweight territory. So you are strong enough to carry 50 pounds. You're not strong enough to carry 70 pounds. So it's a 70 pound object. It's not a thousand pounds. That's for sure normal to carry that, to drag that. And it's not two pounds because it's abnormal to drag. It's in the middle and it's in the middle. And that's what the Bryce is coming to indicate. Then the Gemara raises a big problem. I don't understand. If you're taking something out of one rishus of my rishus hayachid, you're stealing from me, and you're bringing it into the rishus harabim, is there a kenyan that way? Can I make a kenyan on your object by going from rishus Yahid to rishus harabim? Well, well, the rishus harabim is not mine; it's different. But does going over the threshold from rishus hayachid to public domain, can I make a kenyan in a public domain? So says the Gemara: ude afke when I take that thing out of your house, where am I bringing it to, such that I made a kenyan? If I take something out of your house from your house to the public domain, well, then in that case, iser ika, Yes, for sure. As it relates to shabbos, I violated Hotza, because Hotza is going from shus harabim. But iser But that's not considered theft. Why? Because I can't make a kenyan on your item in a public domain. That's not my domain. I can't steal your items that way. And says the Gemara, If I'm stealing from your backyard into my backyard, it's rishus hayachid to rishus hayachid, then Granted, granted, I stole and I went from your yard to my yard. However, it's her Shabbos leka. But that's not a violation of Hilchos Shabbos because I only went from Rishus HaYachid to Rishus HaYachid. So the Gemara is like pulling the carpet out from under the whole sugya. What do you mean you stole by taking it out of Rishus HaYachid to Rishus HaRabim? You can't do that. How, asks the Gemara, do we have a scenario of two things happening in one moment of theft and the violation of Shabbos if your theft took place from Rishus HaYachid to Rishus HaRabim? Great question. It's a great question. It's a Kenyan question. How do you make a Kenyan on someone else's product in a Rishus Harabim, Michael, you had a question. No, no. I, it, when good. You were talking. good, good. Talking. So third of the way down, the Gemara tries to answer this question, and we have a, we have two different approaches. Lo Tzricha Afke letzi de Rishus Harabim. There is a third category. Rishus Harabim says the Gemara, you're right. No Kinyanim in Rishus Harabim. Rishus Hayachid, you're right. No violation of Shabbos, right? So what then? How do we thread the needle here? How is it that I can bring something out of your house and outside of that house into a different domain and do two things at once? Violate Hilcho Shabbos and Ganeva. Says the Gemara, it's when you bring it from someone's house into Tzidei Rishus Harab, and the sides of the Rishus Sarabin. we learned about this a couple days ago with hipufe that there are borders, there were like these curbs that they had so that the wagons wouldn't ruin the retaining walls of uh, whatever was there. Something. So they put up curbs. We have curbs too. We don't want people to drive on the sidewalk. So we put up curbs. Great idea. So the the Gemara says, there you have Kenyanim. So if I go from your house and you live in a place where it's leaving your house, it's harabim, on the side, it's not the main thoroughfare, but on the side, it's Tzideh or what we'll see soon is called a Simta, which is like an alleyway. Then the Gemara says, you can make a Kenyan there. Asked ask the Gemara Ukeman, whose shita is that like? Ike Rabbi Eliezer, do'mar rishus harabim, kirishus harabim, do'mar, oh, there's a machlokas about tzidei rishus harabim. According to Rabbi the sides of the rishus harabim are the same as the rishus harabim. So according to him, it's her Shabbos, ike yisir yes, That doesn't work. Then we're still missing something because it's still kirishus harabim. And that, if that's the case, says the Gemara. Iker What about the rabbis who argue with her beloved Ravadam? Tzidir Rishus Haravim Haravim Then, then isher Ika, but isher Shabbos Leka. If it's uh, the Tzidir Rishus Haravim are not like the Rishus Haravim, then okay, you have Ganeva, but while you have Ganeva, you don't have isher Shabbos. So says the Gemara. How do we have the case scenario? where when I steal from your house and go out of the Rishuts HaYachid, how do we have the case scenario that I violate Shabbos and Geneva v'vas achas? Le'olam says the Gemara Karabi Eliezer, Really, the, the the sheet is like Rabbi Eliezer, who holds that is When Rabbi Eliezer says that the sides of a rishus harabim are like a rishus harabim, that's not across the boards. That's true only in regards to the Yisur Shabbos. The Because sometimes, when the, when, the, when it's very crowded, people will walk over there. But in regards to kinyanim, we view the tzedi Rishus HaRabim as eligible for kinyanim, And he's threaded the needle perfectly. Says the Gemara, my time. Oh, why is this true? Because while it's true that sometimes the Rabbim are there, that there are people there, it's not commonplace. And therefore, there, we have different Halachos for tzedi Rishus HaRabim as it relates to Hilcho Shabbos and as it relates to kinyanim. Ravashi gives a bit of a different answer over here. And he says, mm-hmm. He put his hand below three T'vachim, and he dragged it from the house into his hand. So therefore, you went from Rishus Hayachid, into your own hand, which is considered a different a different, uh, a different uh, location. And in turn, this then creates a scenario of shnein of violating hilchos and Genev at the same time. Now we have a, a, a question of pasuk. How do we pass it in regards to the tzede rishut in regards to kinyanim in, in rishus harabim. So it says the Gemara as follows: Rav Acha Masni Hachi. Rav Acha taught the din like we just learned, and he holds that there is no Kenyan Meshicha in Rishus Harabim. Ravina Masni. I'm uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Ravina Masni la Olam de le Harabim ubir Rishus Harabim namikona, and there really is a Kenyan in Rishus Harabim. So this is, this remains a machlokas. And the Gemara says These two Amoraim are dealing with how to understand the following Mishnah. What does the Mishnah say? Two-thirds of the way down, Lamed Alef, Lamed Bez, heading toward the two dots. Not. I'm in your field. I'm in the middle of stealing a cow. And what did I do? I was Moshe I put a, a rope around the animal. I put a, a leash on. And I'm trying to take the animal out. Your animal dies in your property. A very bad thief. Says the Gemara, you are going to be putter. Okay. If I um, pick up your animal, so then it's not a cow, let's just go smaller, let's go sheep or goat. So if I steal your animal and I pick it up and I take it out of your, your, shus, then, um, uh, then you're chayev. What are the diukim that each of the rhyme make here? Ravina, daik mi raisha, ravacha, daik sefa. Ravina makes a diuk from the ratio. What's Ravina's diuk? Ravina, diuk mi raisha, hayamoshchom. The yotze umeis bailim I, I do Meshicha on your animal and I take it out and it dies in your and it dies in your property pater. Time That's because it, it died in your property. Then we'd say that one is chaib. And that seems to be that your Kenyan Meshicha into a Rushus harabim works. And therefore, um, therefore you'd be Chaya. Ravacha diq mi sepa, he makes an inference from the seifah, he beoshootsio when I'm carrying a smaller animal, hotsi do hotsah jumya dehagbas dehagba that my hotsah. That I take something out of your property has to be similar to the hagbah. Ma hagbah to just like a hagbah. When I pick it up, it goes from your property to mine. anami So then hotza has to be the same way, and therefore going into rishus <laughs> rabim, there would be no Kenyan mishicha. Says the gemara, that's all fine and good. Yes. Is there an Indian of dallad and hay? If it's a smaller animal. Or... Dallad and hay is by tovachumachar. So we, if I steal an animal. So the halacha is that I have to pay you back kefil. Your animal is a hundred bucks. I owe you 200. Dalit vehey is a din in, in chumash that if if I sell or slaughter your animal, then I have to pay you back four or five. So there's different like gradations of, of the severity of what you did. If I only steal it, I have to give it back at 100% fine. But if I shecht or sell your animal, that's much worse. So four and five times is what the Torah writes. So not here. Here, we're only talking, we're not even talking about kefal. It's like the step before the consequence. It's like the mechanics of the theft more than, than that. But yes, one would be chai of in, in a case like this. So then the Gemara is bothered. Well, if the resha is implied like uh, like one of the amoraim, and the seifa implies like another amora, then the Gemara says eight lines from the bottom, resha, the ravacha, kasha uh, resha and the Ravina kasha seifa. If I can make an inference in one direction from the resha and an opposite one from the seifa, that's a problem. Says the Gemara, no Rasha, kasha. Kama the rishus say rishus karina As long as I don't enter into your your rishus, the Ghanav's rishus, it's still going to be in rishus by them And seifa the Ravina lo kasha and the seifa is not a problem for Ravina. Hotza lo We don't pass in like that. That hotza Dagba. We don't say that the hotza and nagba have to be the same. So that's how the Gemara concludes here. And Hadvarim, is that we learned about uh, a couple of different cases dealing with Kinyanim, how do we view Kinyanim, how do we create scenarios of Shnaim Haboin Ke'echad, the ability to take something which is both both theft and a violation of Hilcho Shabbos in the same moment, when it does work out that they're simultaneous, or at least halachically simultaneous, so then the halacha is that, uh, then the halacha is and we would apply Kamle Bedirah otherwise we would not. Wishing you all a beautiful day.